Yesterday morning, I was uh, driving up here before dawn, and on the road down where I live on Highway 6, which is not a particularly beautiful road, it's a little bit shabby in this area, I could see that there were banks of fog on either side of the road, but not across the road. You know, it wasn't like we were in a cloud. It was because the fields that were left, what's left over after all the development and so forth, were giving off moisture, and so the clouds are rising. So it's like a pillow of clouds that I could see in the dark, and a dark gray over here, and dark gray over here. And I thought this is really beautiful. And I was driving. And then I saw, in my rear view mirror, a flash of red. But it wasn't the police. <laughs> it was the sun light coming up. The sun wasn't up yet, but the light was coming up. And it was illuminating one side of the bank of fog and not the other. And I was astonished at how beautiful it was. It was uh, almost apocalyptic, the red and the gray, and then the cars moving along the road. But it was also beautiful. And it looked otherworldly. I had never seen anything quite like that before. And as I was watching it in my rearview mirror, it was changing, and the sun came up. And it was still beautiful, but it wasn't that gobsmacking vision that I was seeing in my rearview mirror. And I noticed at some point along the road that I was driving here to be in nature, and yet on Highway 6 I had this profound experience of nature and being in nature via my rearview mirror. And uh, I think that happens often in our lives. It's a, a vivid demonstration of when we think we're on the path, we're on a path, we have a destination. We customarily think we have a destination. And it's easy to miss the the indicators that this, the moments of the path are also like the destination. So in fact, there's really no destination. And this example of wanting to immerse myself in nature, going to this natural area, I think was a really good example for me. And I think that nature is, is an example of this in all of our lives. The way that we speak about uh, being in nature, the language of it sets up the separation between ourselves and nature. But in fact, we're always in nature, sitting behind the wheel, or coming out here and walking the land, or you know, going to a clinic, or uh, whatever we do, we're, we are nature. We can't actually extract ourselves from nature, even though we say, I'm going to the natural environment, as if there's a different world that's natural and there's a different world that's built. I'm going to be in nature, like, here's me as this object that's going to be in nature. That's the way we say it. And so that's the way our thinking is often reinforced. But it's good to know that that Nature is constant. Um, we are absorbed in nature. We 
Our nature is nature. And yet, there is a real importance in our life to be able to go and be immersed in nature. And this could be um, a retreat center like this. Um, the beach or the ocean, people say they're just called to go to the beach. It could be a park or it could be your backyard. You know, if you're lucky enough to have a backyard that feels like a natural place. So, it's not a dichotomy, really, that we need to find ourselves immersed in nature. And yet, even if we're spending the day at a keyboard, we are immersed in nature. But studies have shown, and I spoke about this in a Dharma talk maybe six months ago, hospitals, prisons, schools, studies in these institutions have shown that people who are in them and have access to nature, even if it's only like photographs or even paintings of uh, trees, mountains, rivers, they do better. They have better health, they have better mental, they have better, you know, stability. Um, they're calmer. Um, they don't fight each other as much. They're happier because they have access to some sort of natural resource. So this is um, found in studies. So it's, it's intuitive, but it's actually documented as well. So there's something about us as human animals that means we need to be able to see bamboo blowing in the wind, for example. So both these things are true. We are nature wherever we are. And sometimes we have to make ourselves put in some effort to go where wild places are. So um, often in Buddhism you'll hear things presented like this. Both are true. This is one thing like this, and then almost a dichotomy is also true. Suzuki Roshi said, uh, one of the founders of the San Francisco Zen Center, said that um, we are perfect the way we are, but we need a little work. And both of these are true. So the good news is that we're not separate from what it is we're seeking. So how will we know the path as we walk? How will you know? How will you know the path as you walk? That's the title of this retreat. Kind of the theme of the retreat is how will you know the path as you walk? And it comes from a stanza from a poem by a Zen master Shurto, or in Japanese, um, Sekito Kisen. Same person. And in, he lived in the 8th century in China. And he wrote this poem, Harmony of, Difference of, Harmony of Difference and Equality. And we chanted it this morning. That was our morning chant. It was Harmony of Difference and Equality. <coughs> and Shurto was describing how things can be both and true. 
they can be different and they can be the same and there's harmony between those. There's no need to argue one side or the other because they're both true. They're different and yet they, they coexist. What we chanted this morning was a, a longer section of this poem, but those phrases, if you don't know the way right before you, how will you know the path as you walk? Progress is not a matter of far or near, but if you're confused, mountains and rivers block your path. But how will you know your path as you walk? Uh, really is vivid to me. The Buddha's whole body of teaching is about um, understanding reality based on his early insights into reality. Um, They're all about showing us the path and understanding the path as we walk and understanding the path so that we are free of suffering in ourselves, we're and everyone. I mean, everyone has the opportunity to be free of suffering by understanding the path that we walk. And tomorrow I'll say a little bit more about what could be considered guideposts along our paths based on the Buddha's teaching and understanding of what reality is. But for today, I'm thinking more about the experiential how. Not so much like the roadmap of how am I going to get there because progress is not a matter of far or near, right? How am I going to experience this? By not missing the moment, that's the how. By being awake to every moment. Every moment makes path, so awakening to every moment is how you'll know the path as you walk. So when, when you're confused, awakening to the fact that you're confused, what seems like a fact, but awakening to the confused state and saying, ah, yeah, I feel confused. I see that. And I also see it change, dissipate, come back. That's the path. It's being awake to these things. When you're feeling a sense of peace, knowing ah, that that is the moment is peace right now and then being awake to the next thing you see and this is how the path is known and how the path is made so these sudden sunrises on whatever highway that you're on provide um, like a an opportunity to wake up and notice that that particular moment was wondrous, but all the moments before, if I had been awake to them, could also have been as profound. And so um, I resolved to be awake for all the moments after. Because it may not be the fog, it may be, you know, a friend looking in a friend's eye or or um, being available for someone who's been in an accident, you name it. You want to be awake for that, right? 
So I'm so grateful to be here sharing this path with you all today. Um, it was different than I expected, of course. And um, these schedule mishaps and changes and the learning curve and the legs falling asleep are all moments on the path. So I'll, I'll leave you with that and um, hope that my words provide encouragement for your practice as we walk through this very windy day together. Thank you.